Hello, my name is Farring Glenfield. I'm the Church of Ireland Bishop of Kilmore, Elfin and Ada. I'm speaking to you from Danesford behind the Deanery in Kilmore in County Cavan. As you can see, the ground is carpeted with snowdrops, first signs of spring. We're into the season of Lent and we're still in lockdown. Someone has described Lent as God's springtime. And it is my hope and prayer as we share in these services, which are coming from across our diocese, that God will spring clean our lives and renew us by his spirit as we follow in the footsteps of his beloved son on the way to the cross and to the empty tomb of Easter day. So thank you for joining us and God bless. Trinity Parish and also the Cadalan group of parishes this morning. This is the first Sunday in Lent and as we set about that wonderful time of preparation, preparing our hearts, preparing our minds for uh, all that Christ accomplished for us on the cross at Easter, may you be richly blessed as you walk with him. Our theme for our service today is following Jesus and we look forward to the Reverend Richard Waller, Rector of the Kildallan Group, as he preaches to us later on. So we begin our service with the following reading. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Some words of scripture from Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. We're going to sing our opening hymn, O Jesus, I have promised to serve you to the end.
beloved in Christ, we come together to offer to Almighty God our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to confess our sins and to receive God's forgiveness, to hear his holy word proclaimed, to bring before him our needs and the needs of the world, and to pray that in the power of his spirit we may serve him and know the greatness of his love. Let us confess our sins to God our Father. And with the words appearing on the screen, we say together, Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do, we are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Some words telling us of God's forgiveness. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on us, pardon and deliver us from all our sins, confirm and strengthen us in all goodness, and keep us in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please stand. O Lord, open our lips. And our mouth will proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Hello, boys and girls. How are you today? I hope you are keeping well at home with your families. Today, I would like to talk to you about Jesus. Do you know the story of Jesus being baptized? I have a picture of it. In this picture, we see Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan River. And as Jesus is being baptized, the Holy Spirit comes down to him in the shape of a dove. And as the Spirit comes down, God speaks from heaven to say that he is well pleased with his son. I think you know that story, but not many people know what happens next. Well, after Jesus was baptized, the Spirit led him into the wilderness 
for 40 days. What is the wilderness? Well, the wilderness is a place where there are no towns, no roads, no people, very few trees, or plants, or water, and in this case, it was very hot and dry. While Jesus was there, he was tempted by Satan and surrounded by wild animals. But God's angels took care of him. Why did the Spirit lead Jesus into the wilderness? Well, he was led there so that he could be alone with God to think about his work and pray over his future plans. Through fasting, which is not eating or drinking very much, and prayer, Jesus prepared to travel the hard road that lay ahead of him. This was a time Jesus had to endure before he could call his disciples and begin his earthly ministry. Now today is the first day of Lent. What is Lent? Well, Lent is 40 days before the celebration of Easter. 40 days not counting the Sundays. And it is a time when we can prepare our hearts for Easter by remembering all that Jesus has done. Some people observe Lent by giving things up, maybe not eating so many sweets or watching so much TV. Other people try to add good things to their lives, like helping the poor or visiting the sick, giving to food banks or helping out a neighbor. These are good things to do, but most of all, Lent is a time when we focus on Jesus, when he said, whoever would be my disciple must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Just as Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness to prepare for his ministry, Lent is a good time for us to draw closer to God and dedicate ourselves to following Jesus. Now, as you think about that, I would like to pray for us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, just as Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness to prepare for his earthly ministry, help us to use this special time of year to prepare our hearts for serving you in our world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. This morning's psalm is Psalm 25, verses 1 to 9. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Let none who look to you be put to shame, but let the treacherous be shamed and frustrated. Make me to know your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I have hoped all the day long. Remember, Lord, your compassion and love, for they are from everlasting. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions, 
but think on me in your goodness, O Lord, according to your steadfast love. Gracious and upright is the Lord, therefore shall he teach sinners in the way. He will guide the humble in doing right and teach his way to the lowly. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. A reading from St Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, beginning at the ninth verse. At that time Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Which people do you follow and why? Perhaps it is someone in your family, your church, your community, a politician, a sports person, or a celebrity. Maybe they have qualities you admire, or what they say appeals to you as they set an example. Here are some quotations of what others understand by that word example. First, a good example is the best sermon, and on. Second, the world takes its notions of God from the people who say they belong to God's family. Alexander McLaren. Third, example is not the main thing in influencing others, it is the only thing. Albert Schweitzer. This is the first Sunday in Lent, and we are faced with the example of Jesus at the start of his ministry. As Christians, we follow Jesus. We are his disciples. He has set us an example. Our theme of the service is following Jesus, with the verse at the start. Jesus said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves 
and take up their cross daily and follow me. Luke 9 verse 23. Following Jesus is set in the context of denying ourselves, putting Jesus first and the challenge of taking up our cross daily, the cost. We begin our reading with Jesus coming from Nazareth in Galilee. We may well remember the disciple Nathaniel, who said of Nazareth in John's Gospel, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? To which he had been told by Philip, come and see, John chapter 1 verse 46. Nazareth is described as rather an obscure town. Nowhere mentioned in the Old Testament, it was Jesus' hometown. So Jesus comes to be baptised by John in the River Jordan. We read earlier that John has been preaching a baptism for the forgiveness of sins. This had drawn many people from the Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem. They confessed their sins and were baptised by John. Jesus, though, is different, being God and man. Without sin, yet he chooses to be baptised. We see the example that Jesus would be to those he preached his message to. As he comes out of the water, we see God's anointing of him from the start of his ministry. Up to then, he had been with his family, a carpenter. Now he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. Verse 10. The Holy Spirit would strengthen Jesus in his ministry with a dove symbolising gentleness. Not only by actions, but God speaks. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased, verse 11. No sooner had Jesus been baptised than the same Spirit sends Jesus into the wilderness. As we read, he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him, verses 12 and 13. What a difference in settings, with the high moment of baptism and the low moment of temptation. The commentator William J. Abraham says, The Holy Spirit is not a holy labour-saving device, who bypasses the hard grind of temptation and spiritual discernment. On the contrary, the Holy Spirit intensifies the need to work through the tough choices that confront those who would do God's work in the world. Jesus being tempted is described briefly by Mark, unlike the longer accounts of Matthew and Luke. William J. Abraham continues, the core issue 
is that the work of Christ requires deep moral and spiritual preparation that operates with the world as it is, shot through with the demonic at every turn. And later he says, the world in which we operate is indeed saturated with evil. Jesus adapts into and confronts its attractive options directly and persistently. The Holy Spirit propels him and us into periods of intense testing in order to equip us for ministry in the world as it is. Why Mark described the temptation briefly is taken up by the commentator Donald English. He believes that Mark is wanting to concentrate on what it means to be an immediate disciple. Whatever the consequences, rather than being concerned with one's internal state or circumstances. He writes, Mark seems to be pointing to a much more objective criterion, like costly commitment to doing God's will. Whether it produces comfort or not, happiness or not, fulfilment or not. It is a drivenness to the urgent task of obeying God according to the pattern of Jesus, in which there is no time for the luxury of endlessly examining our spiritual state, individually or corporately. Following Jesus' temptation, we have the announcement of the good news. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news, verses 14 and 15. This was the time for people to be open to God, to be ready to turn to him and believe the good news. As we begin this week, and through the season of Lent, may we look to Jesus to help us in our faith. Originally Lent was a period of intense scrutiny, self-examination and spiritual stock-taking. For new believers, it was the last step before baptism, when believers faced up to the full demands of following Christ. Jesus identifying himself with us through baptism reminds us again of our identity as the children of God. We too can know the coming of the Holy Spirit into our lives, living out our faith in a world of temptation, but also knowing of God's resources. Perhaps we too need to hear again of God's love for us, that we too are made in his image and he delights in us. What challenges are you facing today and how do you cope? What we learn is that Jesus has experienced temptation and knows how we feel. I am reminded again of the Lord's Prayer and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. With Jesus there is always hope. The empty cross 
It's a reminder of that showing our sins have been dealt with, we are forgiven and we can experience new life in Christ. May we be reminded from St Paul, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. When we are faced with temptation, let us call out to God for strength to resist. Finally, Jesus proclaims the good news. If we are responding and are following him already, may we know the assurance of salvation, but also the calling to serve God through Christ by the Holy Spirit in the world. How are we serving God at this time? In being a disciple of Jesus Christ, we need to be obedient to God's will. Our faith grows through worship and fellowship, Bible reading and prayer, preaching and sacrament, following Jesus more faithfully. May this be our desire this Lent. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would show us how we can be more obedient to you as we seek to follow you. In a world where bad news can dominate, help us recognise the good news of our faith. Your presence in the world shows you care. Show us how to share the good news with those around us. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
We say together, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. We say together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord. And grant us your salvation. O Lord, save the Queen and defend our rulers. And grant our government's wisdom. Let your ministers be clothed with righteousness. And let your servants shout for joy. O Lord, save your people. And bless those whom you have chosen. Give peace in our time, O Lord. And let your glory be over all the earth. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And renew us by your Holy Spirit. We say the collect of the day for this, the first Sunday in Lent. Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ fasted 40 days in the wilderness and was tempted as we are, yet without sin. Give us grace to discipline ourselves in obedience to your Spirit. And as you know our weakness, so may we know your power to save. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And continuing in our prayers this morning, a prayer of approach. Lord, how can we not give thanks and how can we not offer praises to the King of Kings and the Sovereign of all that was and is and will be? We have come not to sing hymns and to say our prayers. Our reason for being here is not that we might feel better. We are here to declare our love, to proclaim your glory and offer adoration as we worship with you with hearts set on fire by your grace. Amen. Amen. A prayer of confession. Lord, we confess that we see your fingerprints not only in the world around us, but in the love, care and skill of those who serve you in the care of others. We confess that we take all these blessings for granted and we fail to be truly grateful to those to whom each day we are utterly dependent. May your grace sustain them in their service. 
and us in our thankfulness that your love may flow in all we do in your name. Amen. Amen. A prayer of thanksgiving. Lord, we thank you that your sovereignty is shot through with the grace that sets us free and the love that brings healing, renewal and wholeness. When you blessed us with the precious gift of free will, it did not take us long to pollute your gift with our selfishness and to destroy its possibilities for good with our determined self-centeredness. Today, we bow before you, the Lord of creation, and confess with gratitude our hope is found in Christ alone. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his victory. Thank you for the hope he brings. Thank you that through his death and resurrection, he reclaims and restores what was lost. All thanks and praise to our life-renewing Lord. Amen. Amen. And now follows two prayers of intercession. If you could respond to the words, Lord, whose presence is our strength, with the words, teach us to help and to care. Lord, whose presence is our strength, Teach us to help and to care. Lord, we pray for those whose whole world has been torn apart and for those who have lost everything and everyone that mattered to them. For those who have lost home and family through earthquake, cyclone or flood and for those whose way of life and livelihood have been destroyed. Lord, whose presence is our strength. Teach us to help and to care. Lord, we pray for ourselves and for those for whom we are concerned, for those facing a painful journey or a period of life-changing decisions, for those struggling with doubt, despair or depression, and for those weighed down with a sense of guilt that is false or is real. Lord, whose presence is our strength. Teach us to help and to cure. We sum up our prayers with the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. And now we move on to our concluding hymn, which is a wonderful Wesley number, And Can It Be?
once again thank you for, for joining uh, ourselves here in Kinali and Holy Trinity Parish and also uh, with the Reverend Richard Waller and his congregation in the Kildallan group of parishes. We remember the things that we have learnt today. We remember all that Richard explained to us earlier from Mark chapter 1, all about Jesus' uh, baptism and temptation. And as we approach this season of Lent, we're reminded of these words. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for his faithfulness, for coming into this world to save sinners. We thank you that he was baptised through listening to you and that you sent him out into the wilderness to prepare him for the ministry to come. So Lord, as we approach this season of Lent, we pray that you would prepare us for all that Easter brings, remembering once again how Jesus died for us. And Lord, that many of us would turn to you. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. 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 God bless everyone.